The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not come true. Securities Investment Advisory Services offered through Grove Point Financial, member FINRA SIPC, Grove Point Financial, and Kelch Associates are unaffiliated companies. And folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. It is nine minutes after eight o'clock here on AM five fifty FM ninety nine nine WSAU online at WSAU.com as well. I'm WSAU News Director Mike Leishner. And he Merle Kelch is still uh he's still getting the headphones ready to go. He's still getting uh, all settled in here. But hey, we are live, we are in the studio, we are here to take your phone calls for making financial sense at 715-845-2155. So if you have a question for Merle, feel free to give us a call. We would love to chat with you here on uh, what is a an absolutely beautiful uh, Saturday morning. Mostly cl- um, clouds breaking up now, actually. So we're going to say mostly sunny skies. Temperature is going to be near 30 today. Merle has the headphones on. He is hooked up. He is plugged in. He's ready to go. We are officially ready to go. Yes, the iPad is out. That's how you know that uh, business has gotten serious here uh, this morning. Uh, Merle... Uh, I don't. I don't know that I have really any any little tidbits for you that I that I saw this week. Although I do know that uh, there's going to be a lot of money gambled tomorrow. Uh, it looks like record amounts of money, and uh, some of the biggest bets are the goofy stuff, such as what's Taylor Swift going to wear? <laughs> Indeed, who bleeding cares? What what time will Taylor Swift show up to that yeah. uh, certain football game of uh, great importance that will yeah. be played? Where's her airplane going to be parked tomorrow? That's, that is, is that staying? is actually a really good question because I remember the last time there was an event of this magnitude in Las Vegas, they ran out of places to park airplanes yeah, at McCarran. Yeah. So well, we talked about that last yeah, week. Yeah, we it's did. Just, so so the, the latest one I'm popping up, folks, and, and, and I want to get some of the Super Bowl stuff out of the way right away. Of That's course. My, of my course. first thing that pops up on my list is she's only got one of four hotels she can stay at for her caliber of security. <laughs> Who bleeding cares? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift. Her music's not quite my bag, but she's doing a heck of a job in business. Indeed. And good for her. But it's football. It's not, she's not on the team. Well, maybe she is. I don't know. But, I mean, as far as I knew, she wasn't going to be playing in a game and putting on some pads and a helmet, you know, so. No, she will not. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it is going to be an interesting day tomorrow. Of course, the uh, NFL never uh, holding an event of this magnitude in Las Vegas before. And, Merle, again, we we emphasize that this right now is is filler for your phone calls at 715-845-2155. So if you have a question for Merle, by all means, uh, interrupt us. Uh, You look at, take a a zoom out, 10,000-foot view of this 10 years ago. Who would have thought that the NFL, which was so staunchly against gambling and sports betting, would then bring their signature event, their trademark event, the biggest event in sports outside of the UEFA Champions League final to Las Vegas, the gambling and entertainment capital of the world. And of course, uh, this kind of all was the groundwork for this was laid when the NF or when the Supreme Court overturned the sports betting ban nationwide and now all of a sudden hey money talks um money always ends up talking i mean we all know that um but you know i i think it's it's uh, the, the, as far as the city goes it's probably one of the perfect venues in order to do this 
because they already have all the hotels, the rooms, they have all that stuff already built in for everything else that they do. And so I think it makes a lot of sense for them to do so. You know, how wonderful would it be, by the way, if they do the Super Bowl at Lambeau? I mean, we would be ecstatic. But you know what? There's no way we're going to be able to hold that many people, hotels, bodies, parking, planes, that whole bit. We're just not built for it. Las Vegas, on the other hand, is perfectly suited for it. Um, And so for those that all want to gamble on that whole bit, um, uh, they're in there and uh, they got a perfect venue in which to do so. So uh, God bless them. I hope it works out. Yeah, and so, uh, I have seen the uh, I when I covered the Minnesota Vikings when they were awarded fifty two, I have seen the bid book and the requirements for the NFL. You would not believe some of the things that they are requiring. Your certain number of hotel rooms, a percentage of them have to be connected to the venue by highways. You know, mm-hmm. if it is a hotel in the suburbs that you can't uh, that. It requires a winding road to get there. It doesn't count. So there, yeah, the the detail that goes into this bid is absolutely incredible. Merle, what else did you read? All right, I got to get this one out of the way because we hear about it every single year at the Super Bowl, and people will ask me the question. And yes, people have asked me the question. Here it is. It's an article that's by Mark Hulbert, and the title of the article says, "Which is better for stocks?" a Super Bowl win for the 49ers or the Chiefs. (laughs) So I go into this, and uh, so what this whole thing is, is what means, which is going to be higher for the marketplace, the 49ers um, um, or the Kansas City Chiefs? And in here, it says the stock market is going to be higher if the San Francisco 49ers win. Well, okay. (laughs) And the rest of this is, I'm trying to find the name in here. Um, Here it is. So I'm referring to Leonard Koppel, as it says inside of this article, a sports writer and member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. As far as my reconstruction of events has been able to determine, Koppel first mentioned a Super Bowl indicator in his sporting events news magazine in February 78. He also said, I meant it as a bleeding joke. <laughs> so it then goes off to the Wall Street, uh, uh, to Wall Street and published by William Laferve in a newsletter called the Money Morning Memo years ago. And uh, so, therefore, meant and went forward to whoever wins the game um, based on where it is. And there's this whole litany of it has to be one of the early teams and not one that was merged into the AFL, blah, 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 okay. blah, 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 blah. Um, if they win, the stock market goes up. In fact, it goes on inside of this article and says this thing is about as good as a coin flop, uh, and uh, uh, it doesn't matter. So, again... For those of you who are going to, you know, call me next year and say, "Hey, which one of the teams, if they win, is going to be better for the market?" Uh, the better for the market is going to be the ones that make the most profit, <laughs> not which football team is going to be. In other words, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> who knows? Well, I don't know about that part. I meant companies, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. I look at this and just go, "Oh, Lord." Oh, Lord. So, but, but, yeah. but, but what you're saying there, you know, saying again, tongue in cheek, that if an original NFL franchise wins the Super Bowl, one of the one of the OGs, one of the ones that's been around the block, in other yeah. words, not my Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Packers should just win it every year and the markets would be fine. Right. In theory, that's the way the world works. All right. uh, but what's amazing to me is that the person who originally published this said I did it as a joke and Wall Street continues to keep. Yeah, running with this in the news articles. And like whoever's going to do it. I have actually I seem to recall hearing things like yeah. this that uh, it was you know AFC NFC. If the AFC team wins, generally the next day is a down day, 
NFC team wins generally the next day is an up day. Of course, that's not a guarantee by any stretch of the imagination. It's just a, a fun talking point sure. because, again, uh, whatever is done on Monday could be undone, doubled, doubled down, doubled up on Tuesday because that's just the way things go. When I was young in this business, I uh, there was a, a study that was done on the sales of men's 13 shoes. So men's size 13 shoes. Okay. So if the sales went up, that was an indicator that the stock market was going to be up for the year. And if the sales went down a number of shoes, obviously a down market inside of the years. And it was just uncannily accurate. And so my for the years, I'm like, well, what the heck the size 13 shoes have to do with it? Until I got older and heavier and my feet got bigger and I realized, oh, yeah, old fat guys got to buy more shoes. If they got a few more bucks, they'll buy a few extra. Maybe that means that their sales are just going to go up. And then maybe that becomes the indicator. Interestingly enough, that, of course, too, has also fallen by the wayside. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody's looking for size 13 shoe sales anymore. Well, we will look forward then uh, later this year to your analysis of what happens <laughs> to the markets on October 9th which is the only made-up holiday that I follow. That is International Beer and Pizza Day. Well, it's just, and what a great day it should be. Yeah, absolutely. He's so we need to Kel buy and make this uh, a national event. Yeah. yeah. International Beer and Pizza Day, October 9th, best food pairing ever. Yeah. He's Merle Kels. We're making financial sense here on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU. We'll be back with more after this. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not come true. Securities Investment Advisory Services offered through Grove Point Financial, member FINRA SIPC, Grove Point Financial, and Kelch Associates are unaffiliated companies. And folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. 21 minutes after 8 o'clock on AM 550, FM 99.9 WSAU, and online at WSAU.com, as well as we are making financial sense with Merle Kelch on this Saturday morning, back together in studio the That's way right. it should be. For the I, next two weeks, too. Yeah, indeed. The next two weeks. We can't. Uh, that, that just doesn't happen anymore. I know. Um, you know, I was uh, actually starting to think it was me. It could be. Okay, I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, it might be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh Anyway, there's 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 a number of articles that are popping up. Uh, Tuesday, folks, is the CPI number comes out, which is the Consumer Price Index. That's what's measuring inflation. So uh, Tuesday, in my opinion, is either going to be a just a, an insane day in the marketplace, either up or down. It's not going to be a blah day, and I'll splain, as they say. I'll do some splaining um, um, as we come along. But um, So inflation numbers come out on Tuesday, and so on Tuesday it's really going to kind of be a measure of how are we doing? What's the measuring stick? Are we getting closer to that 2% that the Federal Reserve wants us to do or going higher? So there's an article by Jeffrey Bartash that comes out and it's titled, The First Big Inflationary Report of 2024 is Coming Out. Um, here's what the CPI is likely to show. And, and folks, I, I don't claim to be the smartest person in the world. I don't think I'm the dumbest, but somewhere in the middle of there, I do okay. And there's some basic things about investment and economics that you should know. And I'm thinking if you're going to write a bleeding article, you should maybe guess on knowing a few of those things. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that comes out is the rate of inflation is showing how quickly it slows towards the pre-pandemic levels will determine whether the Federal Reserve cuts interest rates and brings relief to home buyers and other borrowers. Oh, Lord. Oh. 
I want to just grab these people by the head and look at them and give them kind words, Mm -hmm. maybe less than kind words. The Federal Reserve doesn't care about the marketplace. It doesn't. It's not supposed to. And even where, you know, uh, uh, you know, Donald Trump says, you know, he doesn't like Jerome Powell because he's political. No, I don't think he has been. And I'll be the first person to say if they have. The Federal Reserve's job is, folks, is to be apolitical. Their job is to manage what goes on with inflation and employment. That's it. So if we look at inflation and inflation is tame, that means that they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're simply not going to drop interest rates because, oh, we feel warm and fuzzy. No, there has to be a slowdown in economic events. The economy has to slow down where they have Mm -hmm. to bolster the economy and bring it back up again. Just because inflation slows down doesn't mean they're not going to drop interest rates. And I say this because, again, we get some calls that come in our office. Um, Merle, are interest rates going to come down in March? And my answer is no, they're not. Well, why is that? Because there's no need for them to come down in March. Um, doctor, a professor uh, and doctor, Jeremy Siegel, uh, from Wharton School of Finance, was just on uh, two days ago saying, I don't see any reason that the Federal Reserve needs to cut interest rates because mm-hmm. the economy is is doing fine, in, inflation's dropping down. There's no reason to cut interest rates. Same thing we've said over the course of the last month or so. There doesn't seem to be any reason to. And so now there's people hinging upon whether the interest rates are going to come down in May. So we think they're going to come down in May. Again, there's just at this point in time no reason to. And so uh, we go on and we see this inside of the article and, and just look at it and say, my Lord, you know, inside of the same article, economist pulled Wall Street uh, Journal, um, uh, they think if interest rates are 0.2 and increased prices, uh, interest rates could come down in May. Well, no, they're probably not going to. We will if we see the economy slowing down as, as such that we need to put some stimulus into the economy, get the market going. Again, the Fed's um, doctrine is to keep uh, inflation at bay and keep us at full employment as much as possible. And the reason this came out, folks, is because when we were an agricultural society, we'd have the crops, we'd get really busy one time of the year and really slow the next time mm-hmm. of the year. And they tried to even that out so we had more even growth throughout the course of the year. That's what the Fed is supposed to do. So they're not going to drop interest rates because we want a lower mortgage rate. They don't care. They do that if we see the economy slowing by evidence of what's happening with you know, GDP and other factors, you know, gross domestic product. It's not about lowering interest rates because somebody wants a lower mortgage. Mortgage right. interest rates, as we talked about before, are actually now at the norm. They're not at an abnormal rate, which we've seen over the last 15, 20 years. And that's exactly what I was going to say. The Fed is not necessarily worried about paying your bills. Correct. They are not going to pay Merle's bills. They are not going to pay my bills. They are not going to lower my interest rate just because I say, hey, can you lower my interest rate for this loan? That's not the job of the Fed. Your job is to pay your own bills. The Fed is looking at the big picture to make sure that we have the ability to keep working. Yeah, to pay our bills. People yeah. stay employed, and the money keeps flowing. Yep. So the whole thing is that um, you know the general thought is that um, uh, inflation rate will actually be down somewhat. Two point nine percent is the expectation. So what happens if it's higher than that? So my my thought is if inflation comes in higher, and I don't have a an idea one way or another, folks. But if inflation comes in within line, um, we'll see the market probably jump up because oh, this is great in some waterhead or goofball or screw up or jackway or whatever term you want to use thinks that interest rates are going to come down in may uh they're going to start forcing the marketplace up and buying saying yay the world is beautiful whoop (laughs) and if it's a tick higher meaning a tenth of a percent or a bit point however you want to say it 
Um, or if it's just a little bit higher, they'll say, oh, no, the world's falling apart. We got to sell. So I think that's what Tuesday's going to be like. And so I'll make you a bet. A can of soda is my standard bet okay. that the market is going to be insane up or insane down. I'm gonna. I'm not going gonna to, be a, not going to be a boring day. I'm going like, to be sitting right here at about three fifty, and I will be expecting some sort of a message on my that's phone right. at that. So time. we'll we'll look at that yeah. and, and we'll uh, say I'm bringing soda or not. It's exactly. Perfect. His Merle Kells that's were making day. financial sense on AM five fifty <laughs> FM ninety nine nine WSAU online at wsau.com as well. And uh, you, you know, days like that at your office what i mean what is that like when all of a sudden everything is just all over the place and uh people are calling saying oh my goodness oh my goodness merle take all my money out of the market right now which um i may or may not have done a time or two <laughs> uh sometimes the the messages that get exchanged between merle and i if the people could see them it would they would just oh they're a lot of fun yeah, yeah, mines would be blown. So yes, uh, you know. So so in here, um, what's interesting is at large when we have big swings in market and and folks, I don't think we're having a a five or ten percent swing day on on Tuesday. So make sure I don't say that you mm-hmm. don't don't go start saying I'm going to sell everything. Don't don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just simply saying you know a, a norm is a, a you know is a, is a half a percent or a one percent swing that we might see that uh, let's call that a norm. So outside of the Dow, for example, outside of maybe two hundred points, two hundred fifty points. Um, that's what I'm going to call a wild swing for a day. So, so let me make sure I say that. So, uh, by the way, we did hit uh, five thousand on the S P five hundred, yes, which we is did. huge. So that's another conversation. Um, so, so we're not going to see that. But, but what's interesting to me is, folks, when we see the market drop off, the phone calls I tend to get in my office are not from people saying sell, but it's from some of my most seasoned clients that have been around for a while. They'll say, "Well, I got a little cash. Let's do some buying." Uh-huh. And, and we see that pretty consistently. And, and, you know, folks, I've been in this business over 30 years. And what's interesting is your most seasoned investors and the ones that have been doing well and are just fine in life all tend to do the same thing. When the stock market drops, they don't sell. They buy some more because they're buying it all on sale. Then they hold the stuff. And it's just one more lesson that comes out of that is those that have the, uh, uh, the larger portfolios over the course of the years, um, they don't buy a stock for three months or five months or six months. They're buying it for three or five years. So they're buying a good quality stock and they're holding it for a long time. Um, and uh, so those are some lessons that are interesting to uh, to note that I've seen over the course of my years and it's been consistent. doesn't matter when I had an office in Milwaukee here. doesn't matter with the clients that we have in, in 13 states. Same thing every time. Market goes down, the seasoned investors start buying. Mm-hmm. He is Merle Kells for Making Financial Sense on AM550 FM 99.9 WSAU. As always, we do have time for your phone calls, so give us a call at 715-845-2155. Right now, though, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll be back with more after this. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not come true. Securities Investment Advisory Services offered through Grove Point Financial, member FINRA SIPC, Grove Point Financial, and Kelch Associates are unaffiliated companies. And folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. 8.36 on this Saturday morning on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU and online at WSAU.com as well. We've got a few clouds outside right now. 
Uh, gusty winds and temperature is going to be near 30 today. A big day for us here on WSAU, actually. We'll have uh, Badger men's basketball action coming your way at 10 o'clock for pregame coverage, 11 o'clock for the tip-off as the Badgers take on Rutgers in Big Ten play. And it's Big Ten hockey play tonight as well. We'll have 6.30 pregame coverage and a 7 o'clock face-off for Wisconsin against Notre Dame as the Badgers will be going for the season sweep of the Fighting Irish. It came back from a 2-0 deficit last night to win 4-2 and swept their first two games of the series. They could go 4-0 against uh, Notre Dame, and all the Catholics will then go to confessionals because uh, the Catholics that are Badger fans, that is, and, you know, be extremely confused. Yeah. I I was once told by somebody that you cannot be a good Catholic and root against Notre Dame. Interesting. I don't know that I believe that. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing not either. Uh, um, no, yeah. no, not, not. Well, then again, I'm also not Catholic. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, there folks, we are here in our banter is just waiting for your phone calls. Should you have any calls? Give us a call at 715-845-2155. We'll make sure we get theirs on the air. So Mike, I, and everybody listening actually had somebody say this to me and they said, well, as soon as the prices come down, I can do, and whatever the rest of the article mm-hmm. was. And so I had to say prices probably are not coming down. Mm-hmm. So there's an article by Jeffrey Bartash that comes up and, of course, also has uh, uh, chair, Fed Chair Jerome Powell in them talking about um, uh, prices. And so in here, uh, Jeffrey Bartash's article is inflation is slowing, but Americans are still paying um, the price. And so inside of here, they simply talk about, you know, even if inflation comes down, it doesn't necessarily mean um, that the prices are going to come down, which is a people's belief. Uh, that's called deflation, and that's just enormously unstabilizing and terrible for the economy. Um, and so inside of my conversation with this young person, I said, well, the prices aren't going to come down. So you need to figure out what do you need to do to make your income go up to be able to offset that. They didn't really like that idea either. Uh, but you know what? They were young and maybe somebody ought to tell them some realities of life. Mm-hmm. So nonetheless, we look at this and uh, Chair uh, Powell has some pretty interesting things inside of this article that I thought were pretty interesting. So, you know, of course, he says uh, uh, it's fine that inflation is coming down, but prices uh, they're paying are still going to remain high. And so part of that, we take a look at the cost of putting food on the table, and I'm reading from this. Offers a telling example. Grocery prices um, were 22% higher at the end of 23 than they were at the beginning of 2019. So that means if you bought something for a buck, it's now essentially six. So the prices went up. The interesting thing about that is in contrast from 2016 to 2019, Grocery prices stayed the same. Um, they rose just 11% in the entire decade prior to the pandemic. So grocery prices went up so minimally throughout that period of time uh, that we see what happens when we start having a big inflationary effect that it jumps up 20% over the course of a couple of years. And so that's the reason that we saw the Federal Reserve jump interest rates to take this bite of inflation Mm-hmm. at one time because, I mean, it's just so detrimental to everybody's pocketbook. It becomes a tax instantly to everybody all at once. That almost sounds like it was a movie or something, wasn't it? All right. Yeah, everything, enough. everywhere, all at once. Yeah. And a I woman wasn't who even just wants to, to get one. her taxes done yeah. and she ends up going through the multiverse. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I see how that goes. Yeah. So in here, what's interesting then is um, if we look at um, – I'm looking at this article quick uh, – so in here, the cost of goods and inflations might decline, but the overall rate of U.S. inflation has fallen only one time in the last 60 years that we've seen prices drop um, as a result of inflation coming down. So one time since 1960, 
we saw prices come down. And so in here, if you're saying, well, Jesus, um, as soon as prices come down, I can. Well, they're not. You're going to wait a while. So you have to look in and say, um, well, I need to get my income up. Now, one of the beautiful parts about that is from um, First Trust and uh, came out and said, if we take a look at where wage prices are going, wage prices now over the course of the past uh, year or so are actually going up higher than inflation. So that's a good thing. The dollar amounts are keeping you at least at bay and where you're supposed to be uh, from a uh, inflationary to income standpoint. And it seems like in here there could be some basic lessons or, or basic teachings of money management as well. One way to you know kind of boost your own income <laughs> is to pay off the debts that you do have. Okay, mm -hmm. well, how do you do that? How do you eat the elephant, of course, one bite at a time? Maybe yeah. you go through, you pay down your highest interest oh, debt yeah. first, and then once you kick that one, the money that you've been putting to that every month goes to you know something else. And hey, all of a sudden there's a twenty dollar bill that you've found in your uh, proverbial pocket in the jeans you haven't worn in a while, right? Yeah, yeah, well, I, I find that stuff all the time. <laughs> of course, I never get it though. My wife ends up grabbing all that stuff out yeah, of my pocket. Yeah, exactly. You know, there was an article, something you, you said that's interesting in here because certainly it's it's all over the news. Um, if you haven't heard everything, everybody has. Um, credit cards are starting to pop up. I mean, they're rising. Oh, yeah. Coming up all over the place. Um, and that consumer debt or, you know, the credit card debt is coming up. Um, what's interesting is an article, and um, I'm just trying I'm trying to search for it as I'm talking here, and I'm not finding it. But nonetheless, there was an article I glanced over this morning. Um, actually, I, I remember where it was inside of the Fox News system. I'm not in that on my iPad, so pardon me. I can't cite this article. Um, but they came up with a thought, um, which was they think we know why we're starting to see consumer debt go up, but we're not seeing so much um, problems in other areas as far as a recessionary period of time goes. <clears throat> and we addressed this, oh, God, probably a year and a half or two years ago, saying we're not sure what's going to occur after we start seeing ha people having to pay their student loans back. And so the student debt starts, we have to start paying those loans back. It, it almost mirrors right over top that we're now starting to see the credit card debt going up. And so this article is trying to make a connection back and forth and saying that uh, potentially because we're now having to start paying back our student loan debts, we're having to offset our expenses, and those expenses are now going into a credit card uh, because we're not having to start having to pay some of the consumer debt. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that I was necessarily convinced, but I find it intriguing. Um, mm -hmm. And I find it intriguing because if that's absolutely true, um, that, that only goes on so long and you start having a problem. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens on studies and uh, articles over the course of the next, next several months to see if that indeed becomes the case. Because if we are continuing to spend and then just putting shifting our stuff over to credit cards, eventually that becomes an issue and people have to start selling and adjusting their lives because eventually they all have to come back into balance somehow. Um, and that could be something that triggers us into a slowdown, maybe a recession at some point in time if it becomes large and widespread enough. I hope not. I don't know. We don't see any evidence. Right. But again, I'm weird and I think about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Other people think about, you know, like Super Bowl stuff. Exactly. I think about this. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm going to do when I go home <laughs> uh, after I'm done here. He's Are you going to start thinking about credit card debt? <laughs> Maybe. Dep depends. Not where, yours. You know. Yeah, exactly. Depends where, depends where I'm at in uh, 
you know, the the monthly cycle of finances, if you will, if I'm going to sit down and uh, plan that out for next month or not. He is Merle Kelch. We're making financial sense on AM550, FM 99.9 WSAU and online at WSAU.com as well. Merle, kind of go back to, to one of the questions that we that was posed at the beginning of the show, which is, uh, are, is the Fed going to be dropping interest rates in the month of May? And, and one thing I've kind of gathered in my head from uh, the bits and pieces of uh, your chatter that I've picked up while I'm also fighting with the other voices uh, in the head. <laughs> if we do have a situation where interest rates do go down at the next Fed meeting in uh, uh, April, things are not going to be good. You will not like the scenario that brought on that drop in interest rates because if if that's what ends up happening – Something good, something not good, happened before it. That, that, that's exactly the point. I mean, that, that again, um, and, and and I'm saying this because people just need to understand some realities that come with this stuff. Um, and unfortunately, I, I think there's just a whole bunch of people that don't. They think that the Federal Reserve <clears throat> is doing stuff because they're trying to be nice and they're trying to. No, they're not. They they. I don't want to say they don't care, but their doctrine is to not care about feelings. Their doctrine is to care about full employment and to make sure that inflation is staying down. And so that's what their job is to do. And it has been. And they've been doing a fairly good job at it, mostly, uh, from about 1917. So this being the case, they're not going to drop interest rates just because, oh, well, they're too high. We're going to drop them down now to give everybody a chance. No, that's not going to be the case. Something has to happen first. There has to be a trigger. So something's going to happen. There's going to be some a bunch of layoffs because the economy's slowing. The economy slowed down. We're going to see unemployment tick way up. Um, we have to have something to get the economy fired up and moving once again. So something bad like that has to happen for the Federal Reserve to actually drop interest rates. And at this particular point in time, we're just not seeing it. I mean, there might be a couple of little flashes and say, oh, look at that, and then it tends to dissipate. And, oh, look it over here. And it tends to dissipate, but we're just not seeing that. From an economic standpoint, we're not seeing anything that's pointing towards a recession. Not saying it's not going to happen. Not saying we're entirely in the clear. Um, but it seems like the the probability seems to be getting lower at this point in time. Now, maybe we, we see something that sparks in the next couple of months. But, but I just don't see it. I mean, we're, we're already halfway through February. Mm-hmm. Something magical is probably not going to happen in, in March to make them change your mind in April. So it, it probably not happening inside of May. Now, of course, we have pretty much every month going out past that. But, you know, if, if something does happen, it, it maybe it's in, the, in the, uh, the, the third quarter of this year. Maybe something happens then. But I, I would not put any sort of an odds or a bet um, on uh, what's going to happen as far as the Federal Reserve dropping interest rates in May as is proposed. Um, save your bet for something in a Super Bowl. Maybe that's going to be at a better odds. Mm-hmm. He is Merle Kells for making financial sense on WSAU. We'll be back with more after this. But first, here's Chris Conley with this day. It is 8.50 on your Saturday morning on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU and online at WSAU.com as well. We're here wrapping up another edition of Making Financial Sense with Merle Kelch. Uh, Merle joining us live in studio today after a, a hectic couple of weeks in fact i even had to uh, check this week and i was like wait a minute are we live in studio are we on the phone this week and, and by the way and thank you for helping out so much on that yes you're welcome so I, I, I think we talked about it a little bit last week but now that we're in studio it seems to make it a lot easier than uh 
uh, when we're uh, remote. But, you know, folks, I got into an airplane that literally started smoking <laughs> inside the cabin while I was in it. True story. They both, all the bolts were on this airplane, <laughs> yeah. though. We're, we're going to emphasize yeah, that it, because that has been an issue lately. It just filled up with smoke. I mean, yeah. I mean, nothing and wrong with that. And it wasn't because Merle was making yeah. some baby back ribs for everybody. That's right. I, right away, I told him, Merle, that's no way to make <laughs> friends on an airplane. Well, the food's so bad, I had to make my own. Yeah. <laughs> so in the middle of here then, folks, uh, you know, we call around to our friend Alan and said, hey, Alan, can you cover for us? Because I'm getting rerouted where I wasn't able to do the show in, in the morning. Um, and he says, yep, I got it. So we, uh, Mike and I are planning. Alan's going to be in. We're all good. Um, our good friend calls. He says, oh, I can't do it. I can't leave the house. I'm sick. So. He's sick, and so then uh, Mike scrambled. And, and again, thank you for that, yes. Mike. You did a great Absolutely. job of, of, of bailing us out. Um, so we got back, and so we're all good now for the next couple of weeks. We're all good until March comes. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I'm going to uh, uh, take my trip to my friends in, in Africa. And so Alan and I are working out on whether he's not going to do it. You know, my thought was, do I try it to do it from Africa? That would be kind of fun. It would be. And I think I would. I'd have to do it at like 7 o'clock at night. That's not mm -hmm. why I'd have to match it up. And I think I can do it, and I'll know that within a few days we get there. We'll talk about that later. We Yeah. We, so that would we'll, be kind of fun because I would be doing it, folks, literally from uh, the middle of the bush in South Africa doing the radio show. That would be kind of fun to do. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And I will expect a full report on the great places to get uh, chicken wings and baby back ribs in Johannesburg. Well, I won't make that there, but uh, just the airport. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you know, Mer Merle, that's one of the great things that, you know about uh, you know technology, the Starlink, and things like that. I know you're a a huge believer uh, in Starlink. There was mm -hmm. was a little bit of news about, if I remember right, there was some news about that this week. Was there? I uh, may or maybe I was reading things again, like you know, in my mind. Mm -hmm. But yeah. uh, but the tech stocks. I get voices. Week, yeah, yeah. The, the voices too. <laughs> as long as you don't lose the argument. But the tech stocks this week, I think, wasn't it? They had a really good week, and then of course we had the S and P setting a, uh, you know, a record high again. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the tech stocks has just been absolutely enormous. Um, you know, so what it was amazing is we've seen tech stocks, and this is another article that's in here. But I think the tech sector is up some twenty one or twenty two percent since the beginning of November. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the S&P 500 might actually uh, be part of that. And the tech sector could potentially be higher than that. Um, I know there's a number of stocks that are up there that are just up insane just in the course of the last five weeks. So whenever that happens, you start people saying, well, I want to buy and get into that. I'm like, well, you know, hang on a second. You know, if we have a, a, a drop in a marketplace of 5% or 10% coming up in the next couple of weeks, I'm not surprised simply because we went up so much Somebody's going to take some profit out of the whole thing, you know, and, uh, and and it's just you know been tremendous. You know, we're seeing people's portfolios were coming in for reviews, and they're up two and three percent since the beginning of the year, which is just abnormal because it it shouldn't be that much. Mm -hmm. You know, expectations we're seeing from profit. Yeah, you know, we're going to have a somewhat of a normal year, which would probably be somewhere between you know around six or eight percent um, throughout the course of the year in a, a portfolio, and we're up three already. Well. That's not normal, so we'll probably see some sort of a correction of people taking profit, that kind of stuff. Who knows? Maybe Tuesday with the inflationary numbers becomes that uh, that uh, catalyst for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know another thing that uh, people are kind of watching. <coughs> every, of course, everybody watches, and I think we've talked about this on the uh, show before, the new cell phone releases. 
Google right now is actually doing some interesting things with their Pixel product. They are they are taking steep discounts right now on that. So there are people out there that are trying to read into what this means. Does this mean yeah. Google is punting? Does this mean Google has something bigger planned? But right now you can get pretty good discounts on the new Google Pixel headset yeah. at the time when Apple is dropping new products and Samsung is ready to, you know, unleash their basically fully AI integrated handset yeah. which is what they are called nowadays and of course you can get one of those um occasionally on us if you want to really make it sound cool from your carrier yeah, what, what's and i know we only got a couple of minutes left but let me let me touch base upon this sure there was a time where pcs if you remember right uh, both apple and a microsoft or well, compatibles they call them, mm-hmm. um where you're, you're getting a new one every year because the chips were coming out and are coming faster and faster and faster every year and more and more memory and they do so much and so fast but eventually they reached a plateau where the speed became such a point that buying the new generation just didn't make that much difference. So in here, I still have the old iPhone 11. Of course, my wife has got the new cool iPhone 15. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem to function much different to me from one to the other, so I really don't have a need to go to a 15 until I drop and break this one. Notice I said until. (laughs) Um, And so, so from that, I think we're starting to get some of that same thing with iPhones. I mean, Literally, my iPhone now is essentially a mini computer. Mm-hmm. I use it as such. And so with that, I think that the new phones that are coming out, yeah, they're faster, they're quicker. They do more things, more flashy stuff, easier to use, faster to use more stuff. But it's not doing much more than the generation that was just before. We're seeing phone sales slowing down pretty much across the board in almost all companies um, as a result of that. Now, as the AI stuff comes in, that's going to change things because you'll be able to do a lot more with it. Um, and I think we're still years away from having some sort of a, a mass um, growth happening as a result of that. Uh, but companies are powering up for it um, uh, in a big way right now. Yeah. And that's the uh, the next, you know, there's a great documentary on Paramount Plus about the console wars when it came to video games between Nintendo and uh, Sega and things like that. Is that what we're going for right now? Is yeah. the uh, handset wars? And, and essentially... Yeah. You look at it, it's the exact same product. A Nintendo, a PlayStation, a Sony console, essentially a computer that you hook up to your TV. It mm-hmm. just doesn't do certain computer things. You don't do your banking on it. Yeah. Cell phones, well, that sounds a whole lot like a computer that fits in your pocket. Exactly what it is. Our cell phones now do more than any of the computers I ever had when I first started my career, and by far. And in fact, it has more computing powers than was used to launch the first Apollo mission. Absolutely. You can believe that. Mm-hmm. He's Merle Kelch. We've been making financial sense here on AM 550, FM 99.9, WSAU, and online at WSAU.com as well. Merle, if uh, somebody wants to get a hold of you during the week, how do they do that? Folks, stop in on 3rd Avenue and Bridge Street here in lovely Wausau, Wisconsin, where the weather is 70 degrees and sunny. At least, Well, at least it's sunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop in, have a, have a cup of coffee, kick the tires, say hello and hi. You can call us locally, 715-849-3600. Outside of the Wassa area at 866-355-5100 or find us online at kelchinassociates.com. Again, he's Merle Kelch. We've been making financial sense here on WSAU. Coming up an hour from now, we'll have Badger pregame coverage as Wisconsin's men's basketball team heads east to Piscataway, New Jersey. They'll take on Rutgers this uh, morning, actually. It's an 11 a.m. tip-off here Central, and we will have it for you right here on WSAU. Then tonight we close out the day with Badger men's hockey as Wisconsin will take on Notre Dame in a Big Ten showdown from the Kohl Center in Madison. 
We will have the pregame coverage for that at 6.30. Puck drops at 7. And then join us again on Monday for Milwaukee Bucks basketball as the Bucks and Damian Lillard and Pat Beverly, he's in the lineup now as well for Coach Doc Rivers, will take on the defending NBA champion uh, Denver Nuggets as they close out the ceremonial first half of the season before the All-Star break. That's all coming up over the next couple of days right here on WSAU. But right now in your more immediate future, news headlines from Fox News Radio are coming up after this right here on WSAU and online at WSAU.com.